Alright everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. It's uh it's nice to be here. You uh enjoyed a little bit of traveling for those of you who were at Monterey Bay. But hey, we're back here in studio. I am, of course, Max Simpson. And uh, joined by a man who was at one point in what uh, he described as freezing cold temperature was in, I, I think, three or four layers. Cold he was shivering. Oh, Mr. Owen oh, Evans. God's <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> How was your time in California? Nice, it was a nice little trip. Nice, nice yeah. little trip. So, actually, you know, except for the Sacramento part. Yeah, yeah but the Sacramento part. But we, we got past that. We get past that. We always do. We always do. It's in, it's out. Now you go somewhere better. But uh, hey, you've been busy since I've been away, Max. Uh, yeah. You've been training for the uh, <laughs> upcoming fight with Cash the Soccer Rocket. Oh, yeah. You've got this whole... What's going on here? Yeah, let's just say it's not much of a fight. No, I mean, it actually looks pretty nice on camera right now. It kind of looks like I've just been working out uh, shoulders really nicely. But I guess it's kind of kind of kind of looks like I'm just super swole here or just, you know, irregular. But uh, yeah, no, these are a couple ice packs uh, lodged into my shirt for those of you who are watching on video. Really horrible medium for audio. Um, yeah, we went to uh, Sky Zone. Shout out Sky Zone. It was a fun trampoline park for our all staff. No, Damon was there. Producer Damon behind the Mac. He can attest to that. It was a good time. Uh, we played a little dodgeball. And I do want to say Lots that. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. First off, I got the last out, which was actually Damon, which was super nice. Very, uh, very satisfying. There was like four of us, one of him. I'm just like, I'm putting out your misery. Bam. Dodgeball to the gut. Uh, unfortunately, earlier on, kind of threw it and uh, got a little bit of a stinger where I'm, you know, just like, ow, my arm, my shoulder hurts. And uh, now I'm icing it. But I'm a champ. I'll come back stronger. And uh, I wouldn't go as far as to call you a champ. Uh, I'm actually a, a golden boot winner. I've, I've said this multiple times on the podcast. Put some, put some respect the th- the on the name. tier of a Sunday league. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. First off, it was like second tier at the time. Then, uh, no, no. Third tier. Uh, it might have been third tier. But uh, yeah. golden boot nonetheless. <laughs> hey, but we... <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of one, but we have a great show. Uh, aside from shoulder injuries and golden boots aside, uh, got a lot going on today, right? Um, definitely going to talk a bit about Monterey Bay, recapping that match, looking ahead to San Antonio, which, uh, my, oh my, that's uh, going to be something. And then we're going to go around the USL and uh, stay tuned later in the show for a little announcement for Thursday's yeah, show. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit different today. I know we typically do the recap, um, or excuse me, the preview of San Antonio. Most people are going to think we're doing that Thursday. We're doing it today. But again, stay tuned for the show. But let's go back and talk about Monterey Bay. I know you were obviously there on your excursion. Looked like a nice win, especially, right, we said from about 20th minute onwards. Pretty much all rising aside from a penalty save and all that stuff. Well, there, there was moments, I think, in the second half where Monterey Bay could have gotten sure. back into that game. Sure. The thing is, is that they felt reasonably toothless. They mm-hmm. had the shots, yes. They weren't great shots. That's actually been a real kind of theme of Monterey Bay this season. Mm-hmm. They're one of those low XG kind of teams. They don't really create a whole amount. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of things they do create aren't always the best of opportunities. They yep. did, in this case, actually have a, a higher total than they've had for quite some time. But when, when you look at that again, you break down and you think, hang on a minute, there was a penalty and their penalties are really high XG opportunities. It tells you something about that team and, and what they're really doing at the moment. Well, yes, they're, they're clinical. They've been clinical all year. And we've seen them, especially in some of those games early mm-hmm. in the year when they were beaten up on teams. They were really, oh, yeah. really clinical in doing so. Uh, that's not what we've been seeing. That's not what we saw in them um, on the weekend. It's not what we've seen from really in the past few weeks. Monterey Bay really have been on that downward slide. 
and uh yeah not not great for them but good news for phoenix yeah no not great again it's uh it's it's funny we've talked about this monterey bay team um at length before how they really do and to your point have a lot of that talent a lot of those similar pieces are still there of they can kind of strike at a moment's notice you know, something where even if they're not in form you really can't uh you know rest on them and man yeah there was just times where yeah there are a couple threats in the first half snuffed out by uh the brick wall that is Rocco Rios Novo but other than that it was I I mean yeah I I get there were times throughout the match after the 20th minute where maybe there was a touch and go but I felt pretty comfortable it was one of those it was one of those uh leads where it's like wait a second this was like a 2-0 lead that we actually held and it's uh something that was like that was exciting I, I was never really too worried no, no, I yeah. understand that. I think, look, when you're looking at it from even from the beginning, the team just felt more solid defensively yeah. than we've seen for a while. I think part of that is down to, I actually Carlos Harvey did a really good job yeah. in a tough spot there, or one that we're actually going to have to seriously think about what it means going forward, what it means for the rest of the the next few weeks now, because we don't yet have any update on Daniel Crutzen and what's going to yep. be happening there. Um, but it, overall, it feels as though that was just a very good i think overall performance you come out of it very happy you've seen the team get a result that really they they needed now next weekend is not going to be easy at Mm. all at all home game sure we'll we'll get into that later but this was in many ways juan described it as must win i think looking back on it now yeah it really is because there's a risk if you don't win that game against monterey bay you don't come out with that one you're gonna really really struggle going forward because what happens if you drop points potentially in the next game again yeah. you're in a bad place um yeah. el paso another team down the line that you've got at home afterwards not in a great place themselves at the minute but still wouldn't ruin them out getting something in that game so it was key it was critical you mentioned rios novo though didn't you in uh Oh. In that kind of, we we should really work him into discussion here a little bit. I think. No, we we absolutely should, right? I know we named him as our man of the match. He saved six shots, and it was cool. Uh, you you know saw USL Championship put out a nice article about him, and you know they had some actually like pretty interesting takeaways that we saw out here. So right, third shutout in nineteen appearances this season, but they even noted right as we all know that doesn't really indicate just the type of keeper and the level he's been playing at. He's tied for second in the league with 65 saves. He's posted a career individual best of 73.6 save percentage, which is fourth amongst all goalkeepers with 15 appearances. And the interesting thing for me, expected goals, the shots that he's faced this year, that expected goal tally is just over 29 expected goals. On the pitch, he's only conceded 23 times. That is a six-goal difference to give you perspective on where that would sit rising. Rising right now is conceded, and granted, not all these have been um, when Rocco has been on the pitch, right? But rising has conceded 28 times this season. If you add in those six goals, that's the difference, which, again, got to give it a caveat for XG. That would put them at 34 goals that would put them second most conceded in the West, only behind Vegas. It's something where it's not just that he is saving these point-blank shots or penalties. It's that his positioning, some of the, the saves he make, I, I'm, I'm going to say in air quotes, make them look easy because he's just it seems to be in the right position at the right he time. Very well. few times this season have we been critical of he's flat-footed or he has you know put himself in a bad spot couple times for sure as every goalkeeper is going to have but by and large again as we talked about we don't want to keep on going back to the hype thing but when you are at that you know a different mold of keeper you have to be absolutely 
picture perfect in how you position yourself and more often than not, he is. We need to put that another number into context as well when looking at, again, the discrepancy between the expected goals from the opponent and the goals that you're conceding based on those kind of numbers. Rocco's currently second in the league mm. in terms of that discrepancy, mm. in terms of how many goals he has prevented versus what it should be. First place is Paul Blanchett in that case. Yeah. But again, just to add the real perspective, we're looking at like six goals that he's prevented there are only eight goalkeepers in the league that have prevented more than one over the course of yeah. this entire season um so that that tells you something there and yes Paul Blanchett 6.6 .6, Rocco Rios Novo about 6.1 the next person on the list then is Connor Sparrow with 3.5 that's a massive deal. that is a massive golf and yeah. I think Look, if you're looking at goalkeeper of the year candidates right now, there are two of them, and it's Paul Blanchett and it's Rocco Rios Novo. Somewhere between those two is your goalkeeper of the year. For a lot of people in Phoenix and a lot of our chat, I'm sure, it's Rocco. Yeah. It's Rocco, no questions asked. Of course. I and mean, I think yeah. part of that is, and it's where maybe you contrast him with someone like a Blanchett, is Rocco yeah. just how... Pivotally is in other phases of the game as well. Yes, he is a fantastic, fantastic goalkeeper when it comes to saving shots, when yep. it comes to making himself look big, even though, again, he's a smaller stature guy in the goal. Yep. But the key thing, he's so important when rising and building out of the back, the fact that he's able to get those passes off, broadly speaking, incredibly accurate with yep. his feet. Um and it's just so critical then when you're looking at that and quite how rising play out of the back. Yeah, no, one numbers. I mean, listen, you, you say, you know, it, it, like we're talking about, it's the it's about the 6XG save. Again, this isn't a perfect comparison, right? Because a lot of the, you know, those shots may have been in games where they're already losing or they're already winning. But again, you take those six goals and let's say you apply them to the draws, rising as eight draws. That's, I mean, eight draws, that's what the second most in the West you put you, you apply those six goals, turn those into six losses. I mean, man, you're talking about a completely different story. Again, it's not apples to apples that it wasn't necessarily the case for a match, but it shows that he is a guy and it's perfectly, it, it, it summarizes so well on Saturday where these goals are coming out of time where they are saving you into matches, where that hypothetical actually became a reality on Saturday. We're not once, you could, not twice, maybe even three times realistically, he's stopping. It's either the penalty, it's the point blank shot in the, shot in the first half. It's just in those positions where he makes the defense better. And I get it, even on even on the Wednesday before, where you have Rakowski in, and yes, they're facing a Sacramento team that is was rolling on cylinders. I'm not just only pointing to Rakowski as a difference, but you could even tell how there was a lack of command or a lack of, uh, there, there was a lack of, I guess, urgency or positioning in a way of the defense. And it's hard to not see that there, when the, the goalie is in, in the difference, maybe there's shot blocking, shot stopping is one thing, but that's a massive thing to have when you have that consistency all season. I think that's one of the best attributes he brings. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you know what I would say, actually, though, I'm, I'm just intrigued since we've got those yeah. stats. You want a comparison with someone from a uh, different club? Oh, please. I'm sure some people like Michael, if Michael was in the <laughs> chat, I'm not sure if he's in the chat or not today. Um, he was there. I know he'd love this one, but actually one of the worst players in terms of that kind of metric. Yeah, I wonder how it compares. Actually, Alex Tambakis. Oh, New Mexico. Oh. Um, one of the worst there. 5.69 goals conceded that uh, go above and beyond the XG. Yeah, it's tough. On him. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, some other players as well. Jordan Farr always gets a lot of credit, but he's actually in the negative column as mm. well. Um, not by much. He's roughly neutral. It's about a quarter of a goal, they reckon, uh. all. 
Um, some of the other people, Trey Muse on 0.93, uh, Nate Steinwasher on 2.31 is a name that often comes up. If we look at Patrick Rakowski, I mean, of course, he's slightly in that negative column, but mm-hmm. he hasn't played enough to really sure. help. You know, he's got 4.55 against, which compared to five actual goals. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting uh, how I think we often kind of stop and talk about some of these goalkeepers at times. Is, is this guy a good? Is this guy a particularly good goalkeeper? Sure. Some of them you say yes, some no. We often focus on things like the eye test, or even to be honest, based on just how their team is performing. And part of that yeah. can be the defense as well. Um, when you break down some of these numbers, it is interesting to see what the discrepancy really is between the goals that they should on paper mm. be conceding and the goals they actually are. Yeah. No, 100%. I think it's uh, it's always interesting, right? You you never want to... Sometimes when a goalkeeper is playing as a standout at, for one of the worst teams, kind of like what we saw last year with Ben Lund, it's, uh, it makes it like, this is good, but also this is not good that he's in the, this position. I think the way where Rising is at and where Rocco has positively impacted games and in a lot of ways have kept them in some games... I think it's one of those performances where you look and it's like, okay, it's not just empty stats. It's not just teams who are taking a bunch of shots on him. And, you know, of course you're going to get those big numbers. It's the fact that I think a lot of times in these matches, right, rising, even if they're, let's say, not the most dominant team or, you know, they deserve to either lose or draw, whatever, their opponents are not always getting a ton of shots on them. And yet it's because of when they do a lot of times the good chances. So the fact that Rock was able to make the, the these high chances, XG saves makes the, a difference. The good chances because they're off the sloppy mistakes. Exactly. And that's exactly. the key thing. It's those moments like we saw in Miami or, or like we saw in that game against Colorado Springs, which actually was a low uh, XG chance. Uh, Which is that, fascinating. Because I think it was so, so was, easy. Yeah. It's quite, but I guess setting the chance up because of the bad, Yes. Um, ball across there. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, never really uh, easy to catch all of those things oh, by sure. the eye test. But again, it's something that I think if you ask Rising fans about what they've thought about Rocco, they've really been impressed by, yeah. by what they've seen from him. Certainly. Kind of follows in that tradition, that good old tradition from Rising of just having goalkeepers that really are able to, to stand up and just put the team on their back yeah. when it's needed. Something in the water here is just, is just the goalkeepers, man. Year after year, season after season. It's, it's just a, impressive. Maybe the, the Corey Robertson impact as well. I mean, the yeah. guys had a lot of quality goalkeepers going. I know. We had it. Yeah. Had him on, uh, he, was it the pregame show earlier in the season? We did. We yeah. did. Now, he, he, won't, he won't take credit for that, but. Sure. I'm sure well, oh, he probably course. won't. Of course but, not. It's a, it's a humble guy. It's, it's, a, it's what we like. No, but, you know, talking... He doesn't to, like being in front of the camera, Evis. So. That's, that's okay. That's okay. You got him, you got him on there. Uh, no, then talking about a little bit more about Saturday, I mentioned Carlos Harvey, um, the uh, stats lackey. Well, I can't say lackey. I don't know. Maybe that's that's not good because it's an internship. Uh, the stats uh, guru, Reese, uh, pulled a couple of Carlos Harvey stats, won eight out of 11 duels. He assisted the Arteaga goal, as we know. Four clearances. I mean, again, you know, if it wasn't for a Rocco performance and a couple guys got on the score sheet, Carlos Harvey very much could be named the man of the match as well. Uh, I mean, we can talk more about his performance. I'm also curious to hear other people that you had shouted out on a good performance in retrospect from Saturday. I think there's a large part of, I mean, look, you mentioned Harvey in terms of his his, his involvement actually in the first goal as well, Mm -hmm. Um, being ready and waiting to get involved Mm -hmm. in that. 
Um, I think that, look, you've also obviously got to credit the goal scorers, Manuel Arteaga and Danny Trejo. They get two really good chances. Oh, yeah. They bury them. Oh, yeah. Okay? There was no hesitation. I mean, that second goal was a thing of beauty. My word. You break it down. The ball from Panos is just oh. perfect. Oh. It's perfect in terms of just getting it through there. You know, all the complaints about offside, you watch it. I don't think so. I don't think all so. Time. So he gets on through. Danny Trejo off to the races completely. Oh, yeah. And ends up tucking that one away. Really good finish from him in that position. And he runs over to Juan to celebrate. I'd also actually shout out Juan to a degree for yeah. it. I think that, again, there was a tactical... Uh, adjustment earlier in the game that we didn't expect to see monterey bay in a certain kind of way yet they came out that way and so things had to change pretty early the team adjusted to it right well that exists despite the fact as well that you have daniel Crutzen um going off injured and having yeah. to to find alternative ways that i think in the end the team adapted well there was a lot of recognition of what was going on out there and i think overall look it's just a good complete performance oh sure i think we can we can talk about a lot of individual players now we we have been doing and, and that's great there are some players who definitely stepped up above and, and beyond when you're looking again at, at rocco had mm. a really great game carlos yeah. harvey had a pretty good game in there mm. but i think just broadly speaking oh, yeah. good team performance there's no one i'd really pick out and say they had a bad game i don't think so I mean, again, there are some people who maybe didn't completely stand up and really, sure. really impress, 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 but they didn't do anything wrong. No. I don't think there was anyone who really did anything wrong that sticks to mind. Mm. Um, I think overall it was a uh, pretty good uh, pretty good result for Rising, pretty good performance, and uh, I think they should come out of that pretty proud of it. It was, It's tough. It can be mentally tough to come out with so little time mm. to kind of work on what was a bad, bad game on the Wednesday. I mean, that's... That's the question, right? Is sometimes you have to question, do you want that game so early? Yeah. Do you want it to come out so quickly? Because mm. maybe you want it because you want to put that bad performance the game before behind you sure. and get it over and done mm -hmm. with as quickly as possible. Or maybe you want longer because you want time to work on it. You want to delve into why it didn't work and have enough time to, to piece together the kind of plan for how you're going to make sure it doesn't happen again. And yet, despite yeah. not having all that time, despite being on the road the whole time, which can be an issue, right? You don't always get the training you want. You don't always get the ability to rest up in the way that perhaps you would like to. Mm -hmm. They still managed to get the job done in what was ultimately a must-win game. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it, it does make a question. Was this match, and we talked about a bit on Saturday, was this match an outlier, or do you think this is a path forward? I think it's going to be tough to tell based on the next game. We'll get into that shortly. We sure. we sure will. And I'm you know seeing Tyler's comment. Whoever hating on Juan is a disgrace. Especially there was a lot of hate on Juan. The man, after the man, that yeah, Wednesday game. yeah. The Facebook Facebook page. I'd, I'd we, we also know. like. I'd also They're like to. Up. You know what? I'm I'm hopping back into this one. I I hate sometimes hopping into the Facebook Discord. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be, do it. Gotta be addressed. I saw at least one guy in there saying, "I'm not anti Juan. I'm anti King." Why does Darnell King get this much hate? Hey. Okay, look, I don't care, right, if you think that he isn't best suited to the system, if he isn't best suited to um, be starting on this team. Sure. Those are all reasonable. We can sit down and have that football kind of talk and, and break it down and, and be sensible about things. But there is just a degree of vitriol from a certain segment, <laughs> right, of the rising fan base or, or people who it. claim to be online at least against Darnell King. And I just don't get it. 
I don't get it. Edward, I'm not talking about you. I know what you're like on Facebook. <laughs> I saw someone else commenting it, okay? Unless you've got about 12 burner accounts. Which, okay? I mean, maybe. <laughs> and no. again, no. he is a guy who... I, I don't care what people have to say about his captaincy. You don't know. You don't know what kind of a captain he is. You don't know what kind of a player he is around some of those other teammates of his and what he does in terms of raising some of their spirits and what he does as a leader in that locker room. Yeah. You guys having a whine on Facebook don't know that. And it, it just frustrates me. It frustrates me so much to see just the targeting there of Darnell King in the negative sense for... No real reason. You said it. Did you, Edward? Oh, don't tell me that I'm having this whole rant. <laughs> it's just all this troll. Oh, but, like, I gosh. just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, maybe BJ's con. Maybe they're too comfortable at home and need this road trip to take them out of the comfort zone. I feel like some of the players could apply to the fans as well. If they were more comfortable, maybe on the, on the road trip, needed to take them out of their comfort zone. It's actually kind of weird because when I'm on a road trip, my comfort zone is Circle K. You know, of course, that's that's my comfort place. That's where I'm going on the road. It's going to Circle K. As you already know, Damon, Mr. Producer Damon, already on it. You text PHNX to 31310 for a buy one, get one free Polar Pop. You know, it's you know everyone says, you know, beer's on max usually. Uh, Polar Pop's on max. Polar Pop's on PHNX. You text PHNX to 31310 for a buy one, get one free Polar Pop. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Love our friends at Circle K. They all, they got the name brand snacks, the name brand drinks, all the great stuff. And I, I don't even say name brand. It's the Circle K brand. That stuff is amazing. A lot of great stuff to come with us and Circle K. I'll just say that as a nice little cliffhanger there. But thank you to our friends at Circle K um, for supporting us and just crushing it, crushing it. They are delicious. They're everywhere. I know they're out in California. They're going to be out in Texas for where San Antonio is, all of that jazz. But yeah, shout out Circle K. Shout out our friends at Four Peaks as well. As you can see, we have a couple select beverages on here on the table. Uh, I know the like the tea shot, all of that stuff. You know, people are asking sometimes, oh, why aren't you guys drinking? Well, you know, need a little time to recover. Uh, we're not going to say who. One of us uh, very much enjoyed the uh, road trip. Uh, <clears throat> cat's out of the bag there. Whoopsie daisies. Um, but yeah, shout out. <laughs> I had a whole night. I had to kill on the Sunday night up there. Oh, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. No, yeah. that's fair. Uh, no, shout out friends of Four Peaks. Good people over there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I know we had the nice watch party at Four Peaks. Uh, we're not going to talk about the USA's performance. That's for another time. It's for, That's for uh, another time. It's maybe for another time. But uh, yeah. we, we enjoyed our time there at Four Peaks. I was uh, bought some beers at Valley Taproom, all that stuff. But it's, we appreciate it. <laughs> no, we're not buying Max, beers. Max is buying we're not buying beers. beers. No, I already bought the beers. I already Max, bought the damn beers. Max I already bought the damn beers. The beers I bought were Four Peaks. Beers. Okay. Anyway, uh, check, out our friends at, check out our friends at Four Peaks um, at Four Peaks Pub and at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram check out all the stuff they have going on of course you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly oh and the question i wanted to ask you and i'm curious is it related to the chat there from tyler saying rick isn't coming back to which my answer is yes he's not coming back yeah that is a okay it's great uh they, great, they, great call again, out there but talking back to the social media side of things yeah, that's there, a, yes i see it every so often where it comes up yeah. and it's the kind of comments about how yeah bring back rick and you think last season happened that's guys not, it not. wasn't the dream Last season, as, as I see, Mavens keep sports as a place for therapy. That's why people project out. Uh, get my therapy in my own way too. I get it. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way. You know, that's why we do what we do. That's why we're on these podcasts to get our thoughts out and share opinions. But I think it's, I don't know, like kind of what you're saying. There's a lot of it that's just kind of 
thrown out and it's like really like do you guys consider the alternatives or just kind of just putting it out there you know yeah you know actually one other thing on social media we we love a few hot takes oh boy panos amanakis wait what (laughs) how is he not team of the week starter tagging usl championship in relation to rocco rios nova oh (laughs) i mean yeah all right there we go okay we like all right, then there we go. The question I did want to ask you, and I want to get the chat's opinion as well. We normally do this right around the first show of every month, and it's a, it is the 1st of August. Where do you believe Phoenix Rising is going to finish in the table? Uh, let me look at the standings. They're so cr- Rising has a lot of home games to end the year. That's one thing we've got to remember. Where are they right now? If I'm not mistaken, uh, so they're currently in eighth. Okay. Um, let me just... I'm thinking through the numbers now. Yeah, that would be right. So they've got 13 games left to play. Mm-hmm. Eight of those games are going to be at home. Mm-hmm. Five are away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good teams to play in that mix, but you've got the time. Uh, resource of Jake did. Jake doesn't get to vote on team of the week. I'm afraid. I, I'd normally blame discount Jake, but I can't blame discount Jake in this nice. case. Um, nice. It's hard because it's such a toss-up. All this like. Look, I think San Antonio are going to keep pushing on at the top of the table. I think Sacramento are going to keep pushing on at the top of the table. Um, worth noting that Sacramento goes one in Vegas after they they beat Rising midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, Oakland could well as well. They've really launched off. Um, I get the feeling that they could. I I think BJ is probably right. That's, I'm probably looking at fifth answer. or sixth. I, like that. I think. Yeah. Um, the moment the thing is is that i think at the moment uh, rising is currently in eighth by the way tyler um always be careful be wary when you're looking at third party um standings because the league's tiebreakers are a bit weird um this team is currently sitting in eighth based on usl's tiebreakers um but i think in this case i think fifth or sixth is realistic with the caveat of course that sometimes and especially the way the league is looking right now Uh it could hinge on one game being the difference between fourth or eighth. Okay. Like this is tight. We've got to be clear here. Oakland roots are on 34 points. Rising are in eighth on 29. There are five points separating third and eighth at the moment in this league. That's how close this is. Rising are only one game off of fifth place where they currently are. Mm. There's so little in this, so little in this at the moment. That while I will say fifth or sixth seems about right to me, I do want to caveat that, of course, with the look. It's it's one game. You beat Vegas, honestly, in the game they played them earlier. Yeah. And so if, if Rising had beaten Vegas, if Rising had beaten Miami FC, uh, maybe we say a draw against Miami alas. FC. Okay. Yeah. You add four points onto their total. They're currently right on that fourth, fifth kind of border. I mean, but they're not though. They're not because they didn't pick up those points. But they'd be there. That that's how tight this is right now in terms of one game just swinging the balance of so much. Okay, so I'm uh, I think you took a trip to Caveat City because I heard fifth, I heard six. What give, give, give the six? What we I'm got? saying fifth or six. Gosh darn it. Okay, I'm seeing Bandit's Bluebird saying six. I'm also gonna go six. Um, yeah, I I, I think that realistically considering where listen, I understand this team has aspirations for fourth place and. I could be I could be very wrong, and they they might end up in top four. That's certainly not without the realm of possibility, given how tight the West is, and the fact that their matches remaining, they're playing a lot of teams ahead of them. They could directly impact and shake up their standings, and I think that's a fantastic position you want to be in. 
it's tough when some of those teams you're facing multiple times within a span of a few weeks very tough to beat opponents twice so we'll see what happens but yeah i feel six you know you're you're I think your prediction of around fifth or sixth seems about right, but I'm not going to sit on the fence like you, so I'm going to go six. Seeing the chat. Fine, I'll say fifth then. Do there you really we go. want me to not be sitting on the fence, Yes, I, I, yes I do. Okay. I do not want you to. Okay, he says fifth, I say six. I feel it's been aligned with where we've been in recent months, but there we go. Chat seems to agree for the most part, but a lot of this, I'm not going to say a lot of it's going to hinge because at the end of the day, it's all one match. You know, it comes down to match after match after match, but a big one on Saturday is against San Antonio fc um they are what we call in the industry of this sport as a uh, pretty good would you say yeah they're in very good form <laughs> very good form at the second. moment look second. they're in second after a bit of a wobble earlier in the year yeah. rising have already played them of course and we should probably mention that and talk a little oh, bit about yeah. them it's and how they chaos game how, how they're looking in that game it was a one-all draw rising <sighs> take the lead early in the second half oh, it's a pretty toothless up top kind of first half it felt yeah, like man. rising san antonio weren't great either um uh, again, again end, as, a, as a reminder for the uh stats rising had three shots that match they did three and they scored yeah, first but part of that part of that to be fair and i think this is relevant rising score first in that game they do then you get carlos harvey picks up a second yellow card yep. and they concede a penalty mm -hmm. san antonio score that penalty but at that point you're down to 10 men against a very good western conference opponent away from home you have to go into that game then just saying okay we defend we play that low block we stop them from getting any really good opportunities because San Antonio are a great transitional team. Yep. Really will catch you on the counter. You can't risk that against a team like San Antonio. You have to be willing to sit back in that kind of a position you put yourself in by going down to 10 men. And I, I mean, yeah, it might look imbalanced in terms of the shots, but I don't think San Antonio had a huge number of good shots. And that's always the critical thing here. It's not, look, you can shoot from 25 yards away if you want and mm. barely hit the target mm. or, or however you want. It's not really that concerning. Um, look, I think overall it was a good point for rising at that moment in time. Um, it still is a good point. Yeah. I think... It's opened up the possibility whereby you could come out this season and, and get four points out of six, potentially, if, if they yeah. have an off day coming into Phoenix, rising have a good game. Yeah. I think that's a possibility, but um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a very tough one. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is putting it lightly. If you look at San Antonio's last two matches were, well, uh, again, interesting, right? They have a 5-2 win at home against lowly Hartford Athletic, uh, XG 3.41 to 0.36 kind of shows, I mean, Hartford outperformed the heck out of what they were given. Same thing, uh, apparently, with San Antonio. And then you think the, the week before, like, oh, you're playing Miami at home. Also not a great team. Well, San Antonio lost that one, and yet they dominated uh, XG and really all other meaningful attacking chances. It's one of those things where I think we have often seen rising win the possession battle rising win the shot battle and it's a lapse in the defense uh you know the defensive part aside this very well could be a one where rising is out of is playing a different type of style they're out of their element in the sense that they may not be dominating the possession they may not be dominating the shots and that's something that this club would have to adjust to well, we'll have to see won't we i mean again I, I don't think san antonio are necessarily always a big possession team that's Fair. not them um the question is what kind of a game do you allow them to have yeah. what kind of a way do you want to approach this game 
Um, I, I think you've got to be very careful. If you are Phoenix Rising, someone we've really got to highlight on the San Antonio side is Tani Oluwashei, mm -hmm. who he joined in late April, so after Phoenix Rising had played them. So this guy joins two months into the season on loan at San Antonio. He is now leading the Golden Boot Race. Yeah, it's, a, it's on a tear. Okay, he is scoring for fun. He scored four on the weekend. I'm sorry, did you say four? Four. In four. Oh. I mean, you've got it up in front of you. Is that correct? Yeah, no, that's correct. It's four. <laughs> four goals against half Athletic. It's, it's wild. That is... It's like having a cheat code. And you look actually, and I've seen the stats being put around by USL Tactics out online. Yeah. Um, talking about how actually this guy is pretty much just insane in terms of the the XG to goal ratio that he's got. And he just scores for fun. Um, Must be nice. I think you've got to be very concerned about that if you're Phoenix Rising. It completely changes the kind of team that you saw back in April where I thought they oh, were quite heck. wasteful. Um, I thought they were quite... I don't know. It was just one of those games whereby you look at a team and just go, you don't look good in front of goal at all. Um, yeah. They've always been a little bit of a mixed bag, San Antonio. Yeah. They had a very good year last year, obviously going on, winning the regular season title, winning the playoffs. Um, and yet, they didn't manage to get it done against Rising at all last season. Rising actually did the double over yeah. San Antonio in yeah. their title run. But I just, as, as I look at this, I, I think... I don't know. He changes things to me. He changes things. I mean, you're granted again, you have to caveat with the performance. It was or opponent was against Hartford, but my word, ten shots, six on target, and he scored four goals off an XGO one point four seven. That is that is scorn for fun. That is absurd. Just a little bit. Just a Just little bit. A little okay. Bit. Well, okay. Definitely uh, someone to watch out for. I know you mentioned Jordan Farr, definitely, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun challenge there for Rising. Any, who else do you uh, tap for this team to look oh, out for? It's a good question. It's mm. a good question. Mm. Jorge Hernandez. Yeah, that's a fair shout. Pair of assists he had on the last weekend, so he made it into the uh, team of the week as well. Mm -hmm. um, they're just a very good team overall. I think they've oh. really finally found that rhythm, um, and sometimes you do have to ultimately find a guy who's scoring those goals in the way that that we're seeing yeah. um i i think that overall though they've clicked alan martina has found the way to make this team work again this year sure. after a, a stretch that covered just before and just after that rising game where in a lot of ways it wasn't working it wasn't working they weren't able to score they were dealing with a lot of injuries as well and most of those have cleared up it's san antonio they always get injuries um, I, I mean, it's kind of out out there, to be honest. Everyone knows what they're like in terms of constantly, 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 constantly having an injury report that looks Did forward. you say constantly? Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of guys who end up picking up knocks on the training ground mm -hmm. in that club, and it's not great if you're them, but yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. I will say, I still find, and, and this is now, they, they, they've also... What I found intriguing. They're now selling the mentality San Antonio monster. FC mentality monsters <laughs> oh. merchandise. Oh man. And I just want to say that's cringy. I, I find it cringy. What do you think about that? Mentality monsters. San Antonio really put it out there all the time. I find it cringy as hell. It is one level of cringe to brand yourself as that. And like, okay, it's one thing to say that internally. It's another thing to then say that externally and put it out there. 
it's a whole nother level to put that on a shirt and then yeah. to sell it. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Mentality monsters. Wow. That's crazy. Mentality They've got monsters. multiple shirts. I mean, they're That's really, the they're really kind of going here. all in on this. They really have gone wow. all in on that thing. Look, wow. I'm, I, I, I. They've got several shits. <laughs> you think about buying one? Weird. Weird. I am not buying one well, of them. That's good. Because you're not going to be buying one. I've actually got four yeah. different shits. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, don't, don't spend, don't spend your money on that. St spend instead at the phnextlogger.com. That's right. All those diehards out there. Appreciate you guys being in the chat. You can spend it on something, not mentality monsters, be your own. Mentality. No, I'm not gonna even try that. Energy <laughs> vampires on no, a t-shirt. No, 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 no. We cannot get energy vampires on a t-shirt. That's bad, bad marking there. Um, but no, become a diehard. Check out phnextlocker.com. Again, everyone who's a diehard, it's always a fun time. You're accessing the Discord chat in there. Twenty percent off merch. Twenty percent off on events. Free t-shirt every single year of your membership. Super fun time. Uh, we're gonna be looking at doing some diehard exclusive content uh here on the discord for you rising fans so be a part we got people joining the sensation sweeping the nation by nation in the greater phoenix area for the most part but yes join us phnxlocker.com appreciate the diehards in the chat also appreciate our friends at ogs we're flying high after that win on saturday you can be flying high after you know take some ogs our friends out there always a good time look at damon on the screen with the freaking lower third it looks beautiful those are their creams and their fruits they got all the different stuff on there i got a sticker on my laptop as well they're everywhere they are absolutely everywhere ogs is phenomenal producer damon big partaker of ogs he loves the stuff i do as well it's fantastic right the indicas the tevas the creams the fruits though the uh Wow, Pink Lemonade, they got everything, man. They literally just have everything. It's such a fun time. If you've ever wanted to try OG's Brands, now's a great time to do it. Check them out on Instagram at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find a dispensary near you. you Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, actually, Mr. Owen, and I got to ask people in the chat this as well. I did not get score prediction from you no, for you didn't, you san didn't, you antonio didn't. you go first max so so <laughs> i can't be accused of stealing yours uh, now. i i would never you go first you uh, go first come on oh man Whew, this is a tough one so rising one 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 with a man down and they drew they were, one all i uh, sorry i literally just said one one and they won i know i said they no it was one one no you said they won one one no i said they won <laughs> that's a lot of ones no they drew yeah good luck don't clip this not sure uh they drew one one with a man down and they took the first goal and that was away so now you're telling me they're going to home easy two one san antonio <laughs> got him got him in the first half not gonna lie yeah no it's uh, it's gonna be a tough one for rising uh i, I listen three, two. three I, two san antonio yeah uh you know I'm it's not feeling it's it's, it's, it's not true i'll take a draw it's, I'll, take a draw. I'll take a draw uh okay let's see we got reese three one two bad devin echoing him two two banditos bluebird two one albert yeah it's for a, uh, san antonio yeah, as well assume, yeah. uh, surprised we're not seeing hair in the chat by the way on this one yeah i'm surprised yeah, hey, how, how are you, you? hey Harry's going to, I'm sure, swing in on Thursday when we're not talking about classic, this particular game. Classic, Well, we've got Harry, other things Harry, on our when mind. You, when, you, when you're in the future and you're now uh, listening to Thursday's podcast, thinking about this one, come back to here, which you're now listening to us in the future. 
talk about you in the present but hey uh it's gonna be an <laughs> yeah reese is just like swimming right now trying to figure out that one no um it's gonna be an interesting one i it's not that we are downing this team in the sense of look i think it was monterey bay very impressive performance yes you have to know the, the caliber of opponent but i mean this might just be one where like man you're running to a buzzsaw you're running yeah. to a buzzsaw of a, of a club here well, try to look around the rest of you. Yeah, USL. I was gonna say you got it because listen, you don't want to play the you don't want to play a game where you're looking around the league and kind of score watching. But with these number of games to go, you kind of have to keep an eye out. You do, you do. So we should talk about Sunday's game first of all. Let's go with that one. San Diego loyal to Colorado Springs Switchbacks nil. Mm -hmm. San Diego not a bad little uh, little streak they got mm -hmm. going there. They're not conceding goals as well, which is a big thing. Uh, Colorado Springs, not great. I mean, the score probably flatters San Diego a little bit because of the second goal coming so late in the game. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, it's it's a big three points for San Diego as they're looking to, much like Phoenix Rising, find themselves in that mm -hmm. top four in the West, hosting mm -hmm. the first playoff game, if they can do so. Meanwhile... Should we have a look at... Uh, I mean, we spoke about a lot of the other games that took place on the weekend, so let's look ahead, maybe. Yeah, we got a game tomorrow at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Arizona time. Yeah, that's 8 a.m. Loudon are hosting You're going to go to a Loudon match at 11 Eastern. Anyone, They're anyone. actually doing uh, hospitality packages whereby you buy the hospitality ticket and it's uh, brunch and mimosas. I'm going to be honest, that actually does sound like pretty lit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like $45 as well for a, like... I bet hospitality ticket with brunch I mean, you and you gotta watch a loud and match but you then you know, have to you get two two mimosas as well Whoa. for that not just one Whoa. not just one they're, they're very generous i mean it's up there to be fair with you know monterey bay were promising um they had their like premium area behind sure. the one goal sure, sure. and on the sign if you wanted to upgrade and it was like an extra 40 dollars 50 dollars whatever to upgrade mm. um it said the two selling points where you get two alcoholic beverages okay. and you get to use the premium restrooms those are the two things they had on the sign uh i'm gonna be honest one of them compels me a little bit more than the other your big uh restroom <laughs> no, reveal, right? you well i mean you know i have my show okay. customary five minutes before we go live but anyway right. yes <laughs> right we move on yeah. um we're looking at some of the other uh Games then Friday, there's a couple. Charleston Battery, Oakland Roots, yep. FC Tulsa, Lou City, mm -hmm. Colorado Springs against Birmingham Legion. That one and probably a big one if you're watching. On the Phoenix Persuasion. In fact, I'd say both that game at 6 and Charleston Battery, Oakland at 4.30. Probably the ones you really want to be watching. There. Oh, yes. Um, can Oakland keep their current good run of form going overall? Mm -hmm. Will they maybe drop a few points there that make it more feasible for, again, teams like Rising to start to get a bit of a foothold back up, trying yep. to catch up? Colorado Springs as well, level on points for Phoenix Rising. Yeah. They're home against Birmingham Legion. If they perform poorly in that game, it again opens up space for Rising to take them mm -hmm. on the weekend. Mm -hmm. You look then to Saturday. El Paso, they're playing Miami away. Not easy. It'll be humid. It'll be hot. It yes. won't be nice. Nope. However, Miami is still not a good team. Oh, we need to be clear about that. Miami FC are not a good team. El Paso should go there and get a result. We've however, said, yeah, we said this before. However, mm. they got battered by RGV. So ha. I'm not going to mm. really oh, predict yeah. anything on that front, but yeah. who knows? Yep. Meanwhile, Monterey Bay hosting Sacramento Republic, the two teams that Rising played in the last week. Yeah. Uh, as you look at that game, you've got to consider here. Monterey Bay, <sighs> I, from Rising's perspective, I think, if you're looking at that from what you want, 
you want Sac to win that I agree. game. I agree. Because Sacramento Republic, to me, are not reachable. They are not they're, a, get the re, re, they're not point. a reasonable target yep. for Phoenix Rising in terms of the regular season. Yep. Monterey Bay are. Yep. They, well, they're outside the playoffs now, at right. least. But they're right you within touching distance. In. No, no, you no. don't want them to risk creeping back in. San Diego loyal hosting Orange County. That's a tough one. Maybe mm-hmm. a point each way because San Diego are right there in fourth. You don't really want them gaining ground. But Orange yeah. County also, they're... Not really that far off themselves, yeah. are they? They're actually in sixth. They're right in the mix as well with Phoenix Rising. So you, you don't want them... Maybe a draw in that one. Drop points all around? Drop points all around. We, we love like it. That. We love it. We like that. And uh, yeah, then there's... Mm-hmm, not really much else relevant. Hartford hosting New Mexico. Mm. In an ideal world, Hartford would get a result there of some variety. Sure. And stop New Mexico from getting some points that may pull them back into that race. Um... It's also Hartford. I don't have any expectation of them to do so. They're not a very good team. Um, big game on the East, though. Pittsburgh, Tampa yeah, Bay. That's, that's game of the week. Four o'clock. That's, game, that's game of the week. Game You're not week. wrong. That Bam. is game of the week yeah. on the Saturday. And one of the first games to kick off as well. Four hours before rising San Antonio. So just yeah. remember that. Of course, the main thing as well to note there, rising San Antonio pushed back. Okay? These next two games, rising San Antonio on Saturday... Rising El Paso the following Saturday are no longer 7 They can't kickoffs. handle the heat. They have been they moved back. They can't do it. They've been moved back to 8 Mother p.m. Nature. kickoffs because it's hot. It's hot out there. Yeah, it is. It's grim. Yeah. Oh, it's wait. It's grim. Oh, you're talking about the weather. Yeah, no, 100%. It, very much. It's very hot. Uh, also, they're... Potty talk uh, broke out in our chat. Uh, we were really talking, talking about plumbing and premium restaurants and porta potties. You guys are crazy. But yeah, games pushed back, gives rising that prime time slot. Uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Jake Anderson, suit and tie. Owen, a nice little button down and slacks. And suit and tie. Me a nice t shirt. Yeah, no, no, no way. No way. No way. I said I wear shorts. I bust out the calves, but Owen's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's unfortunate. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Definitely have to do a little bit of score watching here. It's got kind of some of those, right? Like, like we're kind of saying, you kind of hope they draw. That way both teams draw points in some of these matchups. It's, again, not a position you want to be in, but there's lots of time in the season. Something that is not enough time today, at least for us, going to Valley Taproom, participating in a little Trivia Tuesday. But for those who are usually able to, Valley Taproom, always got things going on. Trivia Tuesday on Tuesdays, of course. They always got the wine Wednesdays. They're always doing things. They had beer pong last week, and they're always doing karaoke, all kinds of fun stuff. Again, they hosted the watch party, uh, US Strong Netherlands. We're not going to talk about this match. Gonna move on, move on. But yes, check out our friends at Valley Taproom. I heard a certain host bought beers. Check out our friends at Valley Taproom on Instagram at Valley Taproom and in person off the 202 and Gilbert. Shout out to my man, Donald. He's the homie. He'll hook you up if you go there and say, Owen's place. buying beers, so buy your beers. Max is buying beers. Okay, no. Uh, Max is buying <clears throat> beers. Yeah, no. Uh, did you no, know that? No, no. I uh, did not know that because it's not happening. Anyway, uh, okay. you know, again, we appreciate everyone joining us because, again, as we kind of alluded to, I know that we have, uh, you know, a little bit of a different Thursday show, and uh, I think it's time. Yeah, we little- talk about what's coming up on... Uh, Thursday, Thursday, yeah. early show actually. Yeah, because because you know you know uh you know around six. you know we're gonna you know gonna have the World Cup uh, knockout stages set. It only makes sense to you know give you know we already did the World Cup drawing show where everyone got their you know different teams that they're covering. Again, Nigeria going on in group stages, baby. Let's go all the way. We love that. Um, but we're gonna have a couple guests on the show. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. So from ASU, we've got Woo! the captain and vice captain, Lucy oh. Kalia, who played for the Netherlands under-19s. Lucy Johnson played for England under-19s. They're mm. going to be joining us. We're going to break down what's going on with the Women's World Cup. We're also going to talk a little bit about their upcoming season mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, rumor has it someone might wear a USA kit on uh, Thursday show. Oh, See what happens. Why, why is that? Well, rumor has it that in the chat, you're buying beers. Uh, okay, no. Uh, but make sure to join uh, us on Thursday, though, for actually. Yeah. It's going to be a very good show at 2 o'clock, okay? If you can't catch it live, make be sure to listen early. back afterwards. Yeah. But if you can join in live, let's yes. do it. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot of fun stuff happening, obviously, in the Women's World Cup at the Absolutely. moment. Absolutely, uh, Not so fun, of course, if you're a big fan of the we're US. We're not talking about it. They don't look very good. They bottle look it, utterly bottle awful. It, bottle it, bottle it. They look utterly awful. But hey, we'll move on. Bottle it for Thursday. It's going to be a fun time. Bottle little, it. Yeah, that's Matt. what the US are doing at the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, damn it, that was good. Uh, okay, no, don't, damn it, don't put well, that Max on. Max is buying don't beers. Don't put that on. Uh, Samantha, I think you mean uh, Owen is buying beers. No, Max this, is buying beers. This lady I, says it on the screen. I don't know though. who that lady is. Someone, someone to get off screen. She's Max clearly delusional. Max is buying beers. She's crazy. We're all just yucking it up. We're just yucking up because apparently Max is quote unquote buying beer. Wait, I said quotes. Nice try. But no, I'm not buying beers. You guys are crazy, uh, but no, Thursday's going to be a fun show. A little matinee viewing, 2 p.m. I know it is a little bit earlier than y'all can do, but like, dude, if you guys are at work, just like, you know, or like school, just like throw up another like phone, you know, like we all know we're doing it. Like, come on, throw up another phone, watch us on there, interact, ask questions, have a good time. I'm even going to give a couple reserve questions to our diehards. Again, if you are a diehard, Throw your questions into Discord, and we will ask it no matter what it is. Okay, I probably, you know, it's got to be respectful and all that stuff, of course. But pepper in some zingers in there. You know, we'll really grill them uh, as we do. No, I'm totally kidding. But no, on the real, diehards, put in the Discord. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, ask Owen some embarrassing questions. Again, I'll ask Owen that, all that stuff. But yeah, it's going to be a fun time on Thursday, huh, buddy? Max is buying beers. All right, yeah. This is no, we'll have a good time on Thursday. Yeah, we're, we're done here. This is going to be a fun time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the PHNX rising podcast Max, you still owe shots that's not even in the chat you do owe shots we're no i'm reminding the chat that uh, you do owe shots i don't owe chat anything i don't know chat nothing i dedicate my soul i put my body on the line this freaking ice pack is leaking through my shirt we're done here check everyone out it's <laughs> it literally he's is got my... a nice wet patch right by there if you if you watch the video we've on my arm. pointed it out now if you're watching on is... audio, and listening on audio I am, yeah i'm in pain right now <laughs> this is the phnx rising podcast appreciate everyone joining us you can follow us on twitter at phnx underscore underscore rise because Double the underscore. Double the fun. Double the fun. Shout out Albert again for real. Join the Discord. We need more peeps. I saw it was melting down during that US Women's game Yes, it freaking was, dude. Oh, gosh, yes. Become a diehard. PHNXlogger.com again. Shout out again. But yeah, it's it's crazy. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Sims. You can follow Viscon on Twitter at OJEvans18. You can follow Damon on Twitter at Damon Dog. And yeah, man, it's uh, going to be a fun time. Join us on Thursday. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful game. You know it's even more beautiful when you don't injure your freaking arm playing dodgeball. See you guys on Thursday.